What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bling Talk. We have Garrett Castle with us, the former head of bridal of Windsor Jewelers. Man, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to to talk to you and hear how you've done everything that you've done and, and share some insight with the community. For sure, Anthony. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, Garrett, you, you've done a lot. You've obviously accomplished a lot in the in the jewelry business. So, you know, I just kind of like to start with how you got into the business and and kind of how you got yourself into the situation to accomplish the things that you have. Sure. No problem. So the quick end of this story is I graduated college from Indiana in 2010. I'm sorry, 2014 and moved back home. I 2014 was a very tough year for people to find jobs. I was wanting to go into marketing or public relations. And my dad was like, hey, you should get into watches. And it was funny enough, Bloomingdale Century City was looking for a watch specialist. And my family is really into watches. So I applied and I, the head of HR for the whole store wanted to hire me that day, but wanted me to meet the manager of fine jewelry and timepieces who was going to come back the next day. He goes, can you come back? No problem. So get hired. And I actually grow the Tag Heuer business, which was the nicest watch line that Bloomingdale Central City had um, at that time. And I grew it 200% over the previous year. Wow. Which, which was pretty cool. And I mean, you had a Tourneau, which was right around the corner. This is before the Century City went through its major renovation. And they were taking all the business. Well, I started really ramping things up. Did the same thing for the rest of the fine, fine watch department. So much so that they made me the ambassador for Tag Heuer. They made me the ambassador for a lot of the other watch brands there. And then kind of really a, an assistant manager for just watches. Our manager for fine jewelry and watches left, went to Saks. And they had a bit of a void and they saw what I did with watches and wanted me to do that with jewelry. Fortunately, my mother likes nice things. So I am very familiar with nice pieces of jewelry. And I was the only person able to actually float between the two stations or departments, if you will, all housed within that one. Grew that and ended up meeting someone and moving to North Carolina. Um, it, it, it's so my story is a, is a little convoluted. Ended up at Jared for a year in uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina, and hated it. It was miserable. I was not allowed to grow. The assistant general manager hated me because she knew that I would outperform her. So I was stifled. Went into custom clothing, did that for a bit. Great job, but didn't get paid enough. Then I got hired by one of my clients, did retail technology for NCR fun position, you know, then got let go from there. And then I ended up at Windsor Jewelers. Like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, it, awesome. you know, you get teed up, you get smacked down, you get teed up, yep. you get smacked down. And I actually ended up getting hired because the general manager was one of my clients when I was doing custom clothes. And the clothing company that I worked for had reached out to him for 15 years to get him to buy. He never bought until he met, he met me. And that happens. It, it, it's, 
I was like, what was it that I said? He goes, I don't know. There was just something about you. You just explained it differently. You presented it differently. You re- I was like, okay, cool. So I got let go from my retail technology position in September of 2018. Mm-hmm. Waited. I got hired by Windsor Jewelers because they said they weren't looking for anybody, but I said, how about part-time to get through holiday um, during that time? And so they brought me on. I started December 1st, effectively in 2018 and did $90,000 my first month with no clientele. Wow. Oh, so um, so that's, it was just straight on. I mean, holiday helped, which was great. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a rock solid month. And by February, I had reached my, you know, 90 days. And I said, hey, you know, I'm waiting to see, are you wanting to keep me on or do I need to look for a new position? They go, oh, you already filled out the full-time paperwork. We knew you were going to stay. We just wanted you to say that you wanted to be full-time. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the amazing, working for a family-run jewelry store is incredible because the way that they do bonuses, they take care of your, their people. Windsor Jewelers is, does a fantastic job of making sure you do well, the store does well, you will do well. And they do a bonus at the end of the year, at the end of the calendar year. If you hit a million dollars in your first year, you get X amount to spend within the store on anything. There are very few exceptions, of course, because they do carry pet tech, so that is a, a no-no. Right. But you are able to spend that on whatever you want. And that top tier, it was so alluring. And when I got hired, they had told me nobody had ever sold a million dollars in my first year. I did 1.1. 1. 1. Wow. <laughs> in my first full calendar year. And you're just focused on sales only. And that was just sales. So um, you're, 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 you're the goat. You were the goat there for sure. I, 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 was, I was the favorite as everybody claimed me. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, I just had fun with it. And then I really liked training people. I really like encouraging people. I like, so that just kind of grew. And I got really close with the then um, bridal manager. And I, again, going back into watches, I was selling, I got um, trained to do pet tech, which you have to go through this grueling process. And then, so I've done all of these things so that I can be as successful as possible went through DCA training, went through Forevermark training, went through it. So I'm DCA certified. I got all of that knowledge. I use probably a third of it, but I got all that knowledge that allows me to be as successful as possible. And that's what Windsor really emphasized. But they also brought in a sales trainer because clerking is one thing, but if you can actually do run a sales presentation all the way through to a conclusion, it, you're at a whole different level of salesperson. And so 2019 did that 2020, our bridal manager left and they asked me to step into the role. Okay. No, no problem. I was already close with all of our diamond vendors. I was already close with all of our bridal vendors. So as I said, you know, Oscar Heyman, Martin Flyer, um, we started carrying fauna shortly after my tenure started. Um, I mean, there's so many others that we used to carry to Corey, which we don't carry anymore or didn't carry. They don't carry anymore. I can say that now. Um, so I knew all of them. I knew how to get in touch with all of them. I knew it. So it was just a seamless transition. 
Yeah. So I took that on. Then I um, started assisting with buying. So I was buying diamonds at the store. And the beauty of all of it is that not only did our numbers go up, my sales numbers went up. So I did one point, just short, shy of 1.1 my first year, did 1.5 my second year, uh, did 1.9 my third. So that's 2019 to 20, it's 2019 did one, just shy of 1.1, 2020 did 1.5, 2022 I did uh, just shy of 2 million. And that's personal sales. Yeah. And taking on more responsibility, training, managing, buying. And then I did social media. I was throwing events. I mean, I, I was the, so Carolina is, is known for its watch club. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a fan of Tudor, but we did our own Tudor Pelagos Carolina Watch Club limited edition. Um, Very cool. Which just, which just made waves because <laughs> they don't do that. <laughs> um but so I was the head of the triad chapter of the Carolina Watch Club. So I was, I had all of this responsibility and doing all this, but then I was growing our loose diamond business. I was making sure that our profit margin stayed the same. I was making sure that, you know, our engagement rings and wedding bands were fitting into a formula. I was responsible for buying styles. So that's kind of the history of me. <laughs> yeah. And, and- and obviously a lot of experience packed into that. And um, I think it kind of goes back to how you got noticed um, at the clothing store. I feel like all good talent ends up getting hired at their current job, like somehow, some way, like the best salespeople are like the sharpest dudes always, or, you know, people always get hired while they're just doing what they do and they just keep leveling up. Exactly. And my stepdad who was in corporate America for a long time, he's always said that, it's always easiest to find a job when you have a job. Right. That's, and that that's, can mean what, if you're seeking or being seeked, it works both ways. Absolutely. So, so let's, um, I got a couple of questions about that. So sure. obviously there was a lot of growth there. Um, what kind of KPIs as far as you know, the entire business goes, were you on the marketing side at all? Or was it, you were, you were probably mainly in operations. It looks like, like the back end operations. I was, so I was more social media content. It was not necessarily how to turn that into sales, Mm. but it was more social, social media content based. So I was doing a lot of their videos. I was being, I was the face of Windsor Jewelers on social media. When COVID, when COVID hit, I mean, we were, I was the first one that said, we need to do videos because nobody can come into the stores. Let's show them what we got. And right. we didn't have many sales that came from it, but it kept us top of mind. So that's it a, kept us relevant. Yeah, it's a good and call. It, it, it changed everything. Very weird times. Very weird times. It was times. bizarre. It was so, absolutely bizarre. You know, COVID had its time. Um but when people started getting back out of the house, how did you guys kind of adjust to that? And, and did you guys see an influx in spending? Because, um, you know, our jewelry store and a lot of our clients definitely saw a, a ton of disposable income flooding the market. It was incredible. I mean, we had a record year in 2021. Um, 2020 was great, believe it or not. We had a few missed months because we had to be closed. 
And then as things kind of transitioned, but we made sure that everybody was wearing masks. We made sure that we were wearing gloves. We made sure that we were sanitizing everything possible. We were maintaining a six foot distance. We were trying to do everything possible to make sure that people felt comfortable coming into the store. But 2021 was incredible. And we saw a lot of, funny enough, $1,500 engagement rings get sold or, you know, just under, you know, with that, you know, stimulus. So uh, it, 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 yeah. was, it, was, it was incredible to see. And so we just made sure we were relevant. We were top of mind. We were consistent was the biggest thing. We want to make sure that no matter if we were selling, I've sold $250,000 engagement rings. I've sold... engagement rings so that no matter what side of the spectrum they were on, they're getting treated the same way. Awesome. Yeah. And, and so I I feel like we might be, and obviously everyone has different opinions on this, but, you know, I think it's fair to say that our economy is going to be volatile in the next couple of years. Agreed. So, you know, how are you guys, or how are you adopting or preparing for the economic times that we might be in or, or are already in um, and leveraging technology to prepare and position yourselves to adapt might be a tough question. It's a hard No, question. It, 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 it is a very hard question because nobody has a crystal ball. Right. But we were one of the first adopters in the region for um lab grown diamonds like that really took a strong inventory of lab grown to have them on hand because you know I, rob simon the owner of winter jeweler is a big proponent of natural and so am i i i, I love to say it i am a snob i would love natural diamonds because i understand their beauty i understand their rarity but to the guy that has a $5,000 budget, he doesn't care. He yeah. wants something. She's going to want something that sparkles. He's going to want something that lasts. He's going to want something that comes from a reputable place. And he can get, he can make his money go further by going lab grown. That is actually what saved our, towards the end of 2022, that is what saved our bridal business. Wow. So, you know, I've had some really interesting conversations with, um, you know, some other juggernauts in the jewelry business and lab grown diamonds has become a major conversation that really could have a major effect on the entire industry. I mean, you uh, know, the, the, I completely agree. It, 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 and it has, it's, it's been taking things by storm and it, I see these, you know, um, big time jewelers. I'm, I'm still following all of them on Instagram and they, you know, they're showing this diamond that is just incredible, but they're treating it like it's a natural, but you look at how vivid that pink is. And he says, well, you know, it was a 11 carat pink emerald cut, which you and I know, boom, <laughs> in terms of price, but he's like, you know, 8,000 bucks. I'm like, just what? And people, what I've noticed is nobody really cares. Nobody cares about the name. I'm sorry? about the girls? You don't think the girls care? You know what's funny is more and more of them, I I make sure that I ask 
I say, are you open to natural or open to lab grown? And she goes, I just want, I know I want this, whether it's this or this doesn't matter. So long as it looks, I'm okay. I've had more responses like that than I've had. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, that's great. That's super important. What um, are you? You seem like you're really good with numbers. Like, what percentage of like lab grown sales to natural? If you have that number, I'm just curious if there's. Yeah. Uh, so as as of the end of 2022, we were at um, because I haven't done. I mean, I don't have 2023 numbers anymore. But at the end of 2022, we were looking at about a 75 natural to 25 lab, which the previous year was at 90 10. Wow. So to okay. have that kind that to have that kind of increase is incredible. Yeah, it, it's just un, unreal. That's great. That's great insight for, you know, other jewelers. And, and that's it, that's why I wanted to ask you about that stuff. And one other thing um, I do want to ask you is sure. how are you guys or have you guys started to think about the AI revolution and what are you guys putting in place um, to, let me just tell you, you know, yeah. it's either, it's either going to make or break. We have independent jewelers, you know, kind of, <laughs> competing with these big box stores to begin with, you may be a good jeweler. You're probably not a good marketer. You probably don't know enough. <laughs> you're in trouble, you know? So, I, you know, I, I so the, the interesting thing at, is, you know, I, I've been thinking about this because I've, I've known about the premise of this podcast for a while. And I've been thinking about it. And on the sales side, I don't think it will be able to have a stronghold on removing the person sure because ai cannot associate with you or me emotionally it cannot say anthony i know you've got this ring in front of you and i know it seems daunting but just imagine the look on her face when you're on one knee and she is crying and you are so proud to hold this box in front of her yeah ai cannot make that relationship what it can what it can do is help with marketing. So you can say, you know, chat GPT right now is just got wild, but it can develop a whole marketing plan to get people into the store. That is the biggest thing. And that's the reason why Blue Nile now has, that's why, the reason why they have brick and mortar. That's the reason why James Allen is now in um, Signet stores. They wanted that presence. They needed that, that warm I hate using this phrase from this one designer, that warm hand. They needed that ability to humanize this transaction because very few people will buy online because it comes down to pricing. You have some people, somebody people, somebody will say, well, I have this diamond online and I have got yours and yours in the store. Why is it so much more? And I know my reasoning is because I handpicked this diamond and the diamonds that you actually see online are not as great as what they promise. Um, and you can get into all that. Again, AI cannot do that. They, AI cannot reason with someone. It could just give fact or it, it can interpret, but it cannot reason. Sure. 
So AI would be a great resource for demonstrating. I mean, um, Gabriel um, has a great app called the Magic App where you can even with a custom design because everybody goes, well, I don't know what it's gonna look like on. You can actually load your custom design onto the Gabriel Magic App, hold your hand up and it will shoot the image of the ring on your finger and you can move your hand around. So it, when it comes to that, oh my gosh, it needs to be embraced. But mm -hmm. I don't think it will ever get to the point of it replacing a salesperson. Yeah, I think there's some things that can do to support a salesperson, such as automated yep. follow-ups, um, you know, things like that. But I think more on the sales side, yeah, it's a it's a little bit, it's going to stay traditional there for a little bit longer. Um I, I would, yeah, I would love to sh talk more about this. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll kind of sidebar it. Cause I, I really think <laughs> sure. it's a pivotal time, especially for family owned and operated jewelers that, you know, that's where I came from. I it needs to, it, it needs to be embraced, not resisted because if you resist it, it will kill you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so dude, such a pleasure to meet you. It's been likewise, Anthony. I'm so sorry that I have been so MIA. <laughs> no, you're good. I I um I would love to continue this conversation, but I'll ask one more question. You know, sure. um, for people who are in the industry, you know, what advice can you give them um, to find success? Um, you can give one, two, three tips. Anything that's on your mind. You know, it can be yeah. For me, when starting out, it's just, it's not all the knowledge. Everybody thinks they need to know every single little detail. You get caught up in the knowledge, you're screwed. It's if you can relate to people and if you have their best interest at heart and not your own, you'll be a success unlike any other. Yeah. If you can relate and relay that all that technical knowledge that you are developing into something that someone who has no idea can understand and you see that light bulb go off, you're making a sale. Yeah. That's good intent. Never lies. You know, exactly. It's amazing. And I, it's funny. I, my, the way I present, I would actually go through diamonds before the client would come in and I'd put them in order of my favorites for them. I wouldn't use my judgment. I wouldn't use, but what they were looking for, I put them in an order. So I knew which one. And I would say to them, this one for you guys is my favorite. And this is the reason why. And but we'd go through and make sure. And 98%, they would always go to the one that I recommended. Yeah. They trust you at that if point. You, if you that have way. that, right. If you have that conviction, not arrogance. If you have that conviction and that confidence, they will follow. Yeah. That, that's, those are the that. three things that I would I love that. recommend. Garrett, thank you so much for being on the, uh, on the Bling Talks podcast. Um, if people want to get a hold of you um, for any type of offers, work, um, maybe just ask you questions, whatever it is, how yeah. can they get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is Instagram. I, because I'm so well-rounded, I call myself the expert in happiness <laughs> on Instagram. Um, and, or you can email me at Garrett 
k.cassell at gmail.com. But I answer both of them very quick. Awesome. So the IG handle is? Expert in happiness. It's all together, no spaces. Awesome. Garrett, thank you so much for being on the call. And uh, guys, if you want to get a hold of him, hit him up. Have a great day. Thanks, Anthony.